a man came into your life, wouldn't you want to compromise? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> a man comes into my life and I have to compromise? You must think about that one again. Shana Mahalik from Chattanooga, Tennessee. It is a blessing to be the color of the earth. Do you know how often flowers confuse me for home? Rupee Cower. In this chapter of The Smart Stories, New and Adapted, we will hear the stories of women and only women as they share with us what it means to be a modern woman today. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, my name is Kayla Troop, and I am from the beautiful state of Michigan. Um, When I had the chance to sit down and really think about what a modern woman is, I couldn't really find just one definition, especially when I think back on my own story. Um, As a young girl, I was um, bullied, severely bullied, um, and that caused me to have so many um, self-esteem issues. I was so insecure about everything. Um, I thought I was too fat, I was, you know, too ugly, Um, I I wasn't pretty, Um, I wasn't smart, Um, I just, I thought I was so um, worthless, that's how I viewed myself, as worthless, and this um, attitude, this mindset continued early um, um, into my freshman year of college, Um, but a a particular... um, incident happened to me that caused me to change how I I viewed the world, myself, um, and I just have been able to come into my own within the past year or two. Um, So when I think of what the modern woman means, um, I see acceptance or, um, you know, you, you love yourself for for who you are, who you've become, everything you've been through. Um, you're enjoying the process, the growth process. You um, embrace um, your past. You embrace um, you know, the quirky parts of your personality. Um, I see myself as quite unconventional as well. So um, I've learned to embrace that as a modern woman. Um, I don't think like others, and before... I wanted to fit this particular mold, and I wanted to to look like the women I saw in the models uh, in the magazines because I thought that's what a real woman was. I thought that was a definition of a woman, but really, being the modern woman has so many, so many different looks, um, and it, it it has so many different feels, and it's just you know it's beautiful um, when you are able to realize, say, hey, you know, this is me. And when you're willing to um, acknowledge, um, own it, take responsibility, be your own accountability partner, um, then it makes everything so much, it it makes life so much richer and fuller. And for me, um, throughout this whole journey, that's what being a modern woman means. It, It means just living and being and that's the most beautiful thing of all hi my name is jordan and i'm from lumster massachusetts 
When asked what it means to be a modern woman, I would say that there's no one definition. Part of being a modern woman is being able to take that term and apply it to yourself no matter what type of person you are. For me personally, being a modern woman has a lot to do with being independent and being interdependent. Growing up, I've always been a very independent person and my parents really encouraged that. When I got to school, people would often point out that I was too independent and even make fun of me for it, telling me that like I'm never going to be in a relationship and that I'm too aggressive. But this especially became a problem when I got into high school and one of my friends like got so upset that I was so independent that they got angry with me that they like posted about me on Facebook saying that I was way too independent for my own good. Knowing how independent I was, I like really took this term and applied it to myself and thought of it as a compliment as being independent is something that many people aren't. Um, But when I got to college, this became a really big problem. Um, In college, I was so convinced that I was so independent that a lot of the struggles that I faced, I chose to do alone, assuming that I didn't really need help or need somebody else, and that I was independent enough to face a lot of my struggles on my own. This got especially bad around my sophomore year when I would, like, be, like, so deep in the hole that I started having anxiety attacks and just, like, skipping class um, and trying to find some way to cope instead of asking for the help that I needed. Because of this independence, I pretty much excluded myself from the opportunity of building a community. I never took the time to be vulnerable with other people. I never took the time to allow people to invest in me just because of how independent I chose to be. Um, Around my junior year, I started realizing how much I really needed a community. Studies have showed that like people who have a community are more likely to maintain their mental health than people who are financially stable and I in the long run I'd like to maintain my mental health so right now I'm working on the process of being interdependent and allowing myself to have a community and allowing myself to have someone who chooses to support me so for me as an individual being a modern woman means keeping my independence and learning how to apply interdependence because there are a lot of things I can do on my own but there are a lot of things that I need a community for. And for me, that's modern. What's up, y'all? My name is Jackie Dona, and I'm from Connecticut. So there are so many things that come to my mind when I hear the term modern woman. So much so that I actually opened up a tab on my MacBook and typed in definition of modern woman just before recording this, no lie. (laughs) And in my search, I found articles with titles like how to be a powerful woman, that came with characteristics that women have that are typically modern and powerful. Most of these being centered around the woman's ability to be brave and busy and brilliant. And I'd like to think of myself as being all of these things. But then I thought, like, what about those times that I'm not? What about those times that I'm feeling scared and I'm a little bit lazy and my insecurities are starting to come up and I'm not feeling too brilliant? Am I still a modern woman during these times? Like, you know, how much of me has to be these things in order for that title to be valid for me? And another question, how much of how I function is a result of the patriarchal society that I live in? Like, I just got question upon question here. So many areas of my life, I can definitely see a clear line that I've crossed in terms of what is expected of women. So for example, I'm currently 
working towards a master's in divinity. And theological degrees are typically received by males. So in that sense, I am pushing the stereotypical gender role as a woman. I also don't mind paying for my own food when I'm in a relationship. I mean, it's not that deep. I'll pay for my food. I'll even pay for your food. But society says that a man should take up the check. But as much as I like to think that I'm someone who breaks the mold and tries to be this person that's outside of the societal box that's been constructed, do I still, in some ways, function the way that people expect me to as a woman? So I think back to my last relationship. I was very much the in the kitchen, remind you of all your appointments type of girlfriend. I'd cook up a mean meal, serve it, and then pack that bad boy up for lunch as leftovers for the next day. The kitchen was, and still is, one of my happy places. I love to cook, y'all. Now, this relationship was about three years ago, and I have changed tremendously since then in so many ways, praise God. But that stereotypical role that I fell into so easily, was that a bad thing? Like, what about all the people who think that women belong in the kitchen and that's all they're good for? Or the fact that I like when a guy holds the door open for me? Like, is it okay for me to like that as a modern woman? Or is that too much of an old type of a gesture? So then I'm back to my first question. Does that make me less of a modern woman? And don't get me wrong, I do think that there are certain unhealthy ideologies attached to the general expectation of women. Like, that's a whole nother talk in itself. But I don't think that some strands of a more traditional role in the way that you function subtracts from your modernness as a woman at all, in any way, shape, or form. A modern scholar by the name of Beyonce once said, how we smart enough to make these millions, strong enough to bear the children, then get back to business. And I mean, I think that speaks volumes. You know, do what makes you happy as a woman. Don't let the societal norms and gender roles dictate your future. Or do. You know, like, neither one is necessarily bad. So, to my fellow modern women, just do you, boo. My name is Katie Burkhart. I'm a music education major from Syracuse, New York. And I had an experience recently that kind of opened my eyes to one of the facets, uh, or for me, what a modern woman can be. I was just sitting in the gazebo, waiting for my food, doing a little bit of homework, and there was someone there that I just did not want to talk to me. I knew that there was a chance that they would come over and sit down and just start up a conversation with me that I didn't want to have. And I was kind of mentally preparing myself for what I was going to say if they came in and talked to me. But then I, you know, I thought about it and I realized I don't have to talk to them. I don't have to give in to what society expects me to do, you know, just sit sit and take their conversation if it makes me uncomfortable or if it's something that I don't want to get into. And a modern woman to me is someone who breaks the barriers or goes above the constraints of what society expects her 
to be. She is bold. She is aware of herself and what she believes in and what she expects of herself and what she expects of other people. That's hard to do. That takes a lot of strength of character. Being a modern woman is a growth process. Something that you're maybe not born with, but something that you work up to as you go through life and as you gain experience. You become more aware of yourself and you become more aware of what you want and what your goals are in life. This is Bruna from Connecticut, and now for our final installment, we will hear from three women at different stages in their careers. Just a friendly reminder that the opposite gender has been canceled for this chapter. Enjoy! My name is Anna Gale. I'm from Buffalo, New York, and the first thing I think of when I think about what I want to contribute to the world, um, especially when it comes to my career, um, the first thing I think of is art. Um, I want to personally contribute art to the world, to the public. I want to share um, my expression of self um, through, you know, physical art, through poetry, through music. Um, but even more than that, I want to create opportunities and provide resources for and to kids who may otherwise not have them. Um, it's really, really important to me that, you know, no one ever feels like they're not allowed to create art or be an artist of any kind um, simply because of where they come from or what the color of their skin is or their gender. Um, I don't want kids to feel like they're not allowed to express themselves in a certain way, that they're not allowed to, you know, make a career out of expressing themselves just because they might be poor or, you know, because they might not have things that other kids have. I want to give them the the tools they need to succeed in whatever art form they are passionate about, whether it's poetry or music or painting, um, I want kids to understand that there's nothing, first, there's nothing wrong with being creative and wanting to express yourself. And beyond that, um, beyond finding and appreciating the beauty in creativity, um, creativity is not something that is reserved for um, people who have money or, um, you know, come from certain neighborhoods or whatever. Like, um, being creative is something that everyone can do um and i don't i don't want anyone to feel like um they can't do that um or can't express themselves um so i want to create spaces where kids feel safe and comfortable to express their creativity my name is Esther Battle, and I live in Maryland. I am now working at a public school in Washington, D.C. Um, for the first couple of months after graduating college, I was doing nothing at all. I'm feeling very purposeless because I was a super involved student, and then all of a sudden I graduated and I was doing nothing, 
and I was not a part of any larger community, any larger goal. I wasn't working towards anything and it was extremely depressing and difficult. So I decided to work with a education nonprofit that places teams of young people into underperforming schools in cities to give one-on-ones and small group support to students who need it. So that's what I'm doing now and I'm in a fifth grade classroom. And going into it, my biggest concern was the fact that I do not naturally possess a very um, authoritarian or disciplinary voice or demeanor or attitude. And I was really concerned about earning respect in the classroom as an adult and as a teacher without having the ability to do that. Essentially, I was worried like about being too nice to my kids. Um And amazingly, what I have found is that when balanced properly, my kindness can be one of my greatest tools and weapons in the classroom with my kids. And I'm learning, especially with like the kids who are like really difficult, that just like every day you're like, what are you doing? Why are you not trying? Why are you messing with this kid? Why are you teasing her? What's like, what are you, why? Where do you, why? Just why? And you get really, really frustrated, but when you respond calmly, firmly, but calmly, and when you speak honestly, um, but also with care and respect for them, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes you will literally see like a physical visible shift in that child's demeanor and you'll watch them become like more self-reflective, more sensitive to their own feelings, to the feelings of the people around them that they've affected. Um, and it's really beautiful and amazing to watch happen and to be a part of it because I feel like it's such a teaching moment for them and for me, especially for the little boys, because I know that they're in like this turning point where you can watch them like toughening up and like trying to, you know, meet those expectations that they're starting to feel, but they're also still really, really sensitive. And so giving them a moment to be that and to affirm them in that and to show them what it really means to care for people is amazing. And it's also taught me that my voice is powerful as it is, that I don't need to alter who I am and how I express myself in order to be powerful and to be effective and to be a good teacher. I'm able to educate my kids better because they trust me and know me and they know that I have a good heart. And I'm also able to show them things about just being a good person and about treating people well through example. Like, I hear all day long from my kids, like, Miss Battle, you're so nice, you're too nice, and for a while I was, like, super self-conscious, like, am I too nice? Like, should I be being meaner to you guys? Should you guys actually think that I am this nice? But I've come to be proud of it simply because it shows me that they see good goodness in me and that they feel it too that I treat them in a way that makes them feel cared for and that's so important and I also just love the fact that I'm able to be that example for them at this crucial turning point in their lives so yes I have just been learning about using my own true voice and being who I am my name is Tasiana Carla Nixon and I grew up in the beautiful hills of Goffstown, New Hampshire. Um, I grew up in a, I would say a rather traditional, but also modern home. Um, My parents are both from Haiti, and um, I say modern, but yet traditional, because my mother 
um, worked every day. She was such a hard worker. She's a fashion designer. And I saw her be a wonderful mother, um, still have food on the table, you know, every night, um, and be a wonderful wife, um, and also be just one of the hardest workers I know in her field. Um, and she definitely taught me at a young age that you can have your cake and eat it too. Um, there's nothing a woman can't do or accomplish. If God's called you to it, um, then he will be, he'll equip you in order to be not just great at something, but the best at something. Um, and so, um, she inspires me, um, kind of every day to be the best in the call that God has in my life. And, um, at 22, I was one of, I, I believe the youngest, um, or one of the youngest females within our denomination to be a senior pastor um, of a church. And I, I definitely, um, owe a lot of that drive to my mom, um, and ambition to her and just seeing her never give up and always strive for more. Um, and so I think as a pastor, as a mother, as a wife, um, and having been a senior pastor for four years, you know, just, um, understanding that you can have your cake and eat it too, um, that you, you can be excellent in every aspect. Nothing has to fail or falter. If you discipline yourself, there's nothing you can't accomplish. Thank you for listening to our stories as we continue to demand to be heard. We will always speak, even when no one is listening. If you would like to support the fight against sexual harassment, assault, or abuse in the workplace, go to timesupnow.com and donate to the Legal Defense Fund. Thanks again. This has been The Smart Stories. Yes. I fall in love with myself and I want someone to share it with me. I want someone to share me with me. Has that happened?